Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's up, A. Howard? Ooh, that was a big change there. Look, or the last episode we recorded, Daniel was on that mic, and I turned it up a little bit. You're a little louder than Daniel. I, like, blew my eardrums out there. Yep, sorry about that one. Welcome back! <laughs> um, tomorrow is a very special day. What's tomorrow? tomorrow of when this airs. This airs on February 28th. So this is the day after Valentine's Day. I have no clue what tomorrow is. Tomorrow... Well, this airs February 28th. Tomorrow is Leap Day. Oh, you're saying, I see, year. I see when there this comes out. It gets I hard whenever yeah, when I got you record okay. these in anticipation. Uh, do you have any special Leap Day traditions? Have a very special day for a very special little man. I'm going to say definitely not ever yeah, I have so. I ever done anything <laughs> like that, but I'm sure you do. I don't, but I was thinking maybe I should. It's kind of a big day. Is it every four years? Every four years, yeah. Okay. See, I think if it's a free day, why do we have to work on leap day? I feel like everyone should get the day off. What day of the week is it this year? Um, Thursday. Fair. That'd be kind of fun. Because <laughs> what national other days, holiday. it's like Thanksgiving. Like Everything closes. And you know what? We all make it. You go to the store ahead of time. You know that Kroger will be open for like eight minutes. And you make it work, and it's awesome. But that day, you have to spend, well, have to is probably not the words that I should use, but you get to spend time with your family all day. But if you just had a day off that you're like, man, free day off, go do whatever you want. That's true. What That's would you fair. do then if we had the day off? If I had the day off, I'd probably not do anything. I'd probably just relax and enjoy the day off. Sleep. But you celebrate all the crazy holidays, so you just had a party for Groundhog's Day. I think that's the only one, though. I'd like okay, to but celebrate. Who celebrates the- <laughs> Groundhog's Day? I mean, that was impressive. Everyone should. <laughs> it was awesome. That was actually the first time we celebrated it. We had a bunch of people over. One person came dressed as a groundhog, which was sick. That's epic. Yeah, he went all out, and we played some games, and we did groundhog trivia because no one knows anything about it. It was awesome. Do you ever have deja vu, Mrs. Lancaster? I don't think so, but I could check with the kitchen. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, tell us about our sponsors today. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. Our sponsors, uh, Jewel Financial, this episode and all episodes. We have a wealth development program. Allie, myself, Daniel, Quint, we all work on that. Uh, we all work with those clients. Obviously, we have a CFP in the office. We have a CPA in the office. So we help with taxes. We help with financial planning. Reach out to us if you're interested. It's J-O-U-L-E financial.com. That's J-O-U-L-E financial.com. You can go on our website, learn more about our wealth development program, and reach out to us to set up a meeting. Also, send us questions, podcast at DIYmoney.org. We need those questions. Those are so important to us. Um, and make this whole show possible. So you get a $25 Amazon gift card if we use your question on the show. It's an audio question. has to be sent audio file to us. And then check us out on socials at DIY Money Podcast. All right, we have a good question today from Alejandra. DIY! Hi, DIY Money team. Uh, my name is Alejandra, and I'm from New York. Um, first, I would like to thank you for all the financial knowledge you've provided so far in your podcast. I've been following you for the last couple months, and it's been really useful, um, especially because working as a freelancer for a company, and this is my first time without a W-2, so I still have a lot 
a lot to learn about it. My question today is about Roth IRA. I would like to know what's your recommendation in which service to use. I currently use Robinhood for casual investments and they have a Roth IRA so I would like to know if I can use them. And then um, what's the last day I can contribute to my Roth IRA and still deduct them from last year taxes? Mm, okay, so a couple of things to dissect there, Allie. I know you're going to want to talk about the taxes because I saw your eyes go wide whenever she said that last part there. So we'll talk <laughs> about that in a second. Uh, but let's kind of just answer the basic steps because I, this is a pretty rudimentary question, but it's really important when you're first getting started of who do I use, what do I use, all that kind of stuff. Now, when you're in these beginning stages and you're opening up an account to start putting money away for your retirement – this is not necessarily the time that you need an advisor that's coming over the account and helping you to allocate and do that kind of thing. This is more the step of doing it yourself, just like this podcast always talks about. So this is pretty simple. You can go to one of the big custodians. I recommend using a big one and not some obscure thing. You can actually use Robinhood on your phone. You can open Roth IRAs there as well. You can use a Charles Schwab. That's who we use in our office. You can use Fidelity. You can use Vanguard. There's multiple, multiple different places that you can open them. I will caution you, but there's a lot of things out there that are like robo-advisors. And when you're first getting started, I don't think you need to pay anyone to give you an allocation. You start simple. You can do research on what your allocation should be. You obviously lay out what your goals are and what your desires are for that money so that you know what your time horizon is and how to invest accordingly. But I think if you do some research and dig in, you can probably find a reasonable allocation to get started with. If you're in a 401k versus doing this on your own and outside of an employer, you might have a target date fund that you start investing in. And that's what you you start to put your money in over the long term. But it's simple. You go onto one of these websites. Let's say you go on to Fidelity's website. There is huge buttons on there that say open an account. You click on it. You go to a Roth IRA and you can start opening the account there. And then you can tie it to your bank account. You can send a check. There's many ways to start getting money to fund that. And then you have to designate what investments are going to go into that account as well. So you go through the, the trading side of things and you designate what investments will go into that account whenever you add money and, and put money into there. Okay. So that's kind of the basics. Allie, talk to me about the differences though between doing a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA and then the difference between a traditional 401k and a, and a Roth 401k. Yes. So that word Roth, all that means is you pay the tax now. The beauty of that is a lot of times we see clients, if you're in a higher tax bracket now than you will be later, you're going to want to get a tax deduction. So you may not necessarily want to do a Roth strategy because then you're paying the tax now. And instead, you can do a traditional then you get that deduction, which I know at the very end you mentioned, hey, is it too late to contribute to a Roth? I want to get a deduction. It's not too late to contribute to an IRA, whether that's a Roth or a traditional. You can do that up until tax filing, right? Up until April 15th. Yeah, yep. okay. But you're only going to get an actual deduction for that if it's a traditional IRA. Right. So you put money into a traditional IRA, that gets written off of your taxes. Same way for a traditional 401k. If you put money into a traditional 401k... If you look at your pay stub and you have all of the data in there, you'll see that if you do traditional side, you have however much you get paid. Let's say $1,000 in your paycheck. 
You get $1,000 in your paycheck, and let's say you put 10% to your traditional 401k. Right after the $1,000, it'll show $100 going to your traditional 401k. That's before taxes. So that money goes in there. It grows. And then whenever you take that money out in your retirement, then you're going to pay the taxes on every dollar that comes out of that traditional 401k or traditional IRA. If it's the Roth side, you look at your pay stub, and it says, okay, you have $1,000. Then you pay taxes to the government. Let's say you pay 25%. So you pay 25% to the government, then it's $750 that you have left. Then after that has happened, after the taxes come out, then your 10% goes out. So then your $100 goes out, but it's been taxed. It's gone into the pool of money that has been taxed and gone out. So when you're looking at that, that's how you evaluate it. And you're not going to see on your tax return any deduction for money that goes into a Roth IRA because you've paid taxes on it. You pay those taxes now, that money then grows. And when you take it out in retirement, you do not pay taxes on it. Exactly. Um, Another thing to add while you're looking at accounts. So I was going to mention this. I, so when I first was opening up a Roth IRA on my own, I went out and I Googled Roth IRA and these search results came up and it was like, all right, we've got TD Ameritrade, we've got Charles Schwab, we've got blah, 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 whatever. So I decided, okay, I'm going to use TD Ameritrade because I've heard that name before and how hard can it be, right? And so I signed up, I filled up all the paperwork, I get into my account, I knew the basics in that, okay, I want to put in this amount of money. And then this is the mutual fund that I wanted to purchase. And so I went in, I transferred the money in, which was a little bit more complicated than I thought. And then I go to buy this mutual fund. Mm-hmm. I knew which one I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I about lost my mind trying to figure out how to make an actual purchase uh, in the yeah. account. Ain't nobody got time for that. Because the platform was just so confusing to me. Like, mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure it out. And finally, I got to the screen where I was like, okay, this is definitely where I buy something. And I put in the ticker. And then... It started asking me all these crazy questions. So, like, at the time, I was like, I don't know what any of these words mean. But it was like, oh, you want to buy that? No problem. It was like, do you want to market buy? Do you want to? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to stop? Do you want to limit? Like, all this crazy stuff. I had no idea what any of it meant. And it ended up taking me forever to make the purchase. And by the end, I wasn't even that confident that I purchased it. And there was also still cash in my account, and I was all kinds of confused. Uh, now, before I execute this order, are you sure you understand the risks of stock ownership? Absolutely. As you're evaluating these different accounts, I would say try to find a way, whether they have like a demo or a video online or whatever it might be, to take a look of how the platform is actually structured. Because in that case, I did not need the complexity that mm. that platform okay. offered me. And I ended up getting really confused. And if I wasn't super determined to buy that stock and stubborn, as my parents would say, <laughs> I would have given up. Gotcha. So as you're looking, make sure you find something that is conducive to the understanding that you have and is not more complicated than it needs to be. I haven't used Robinhood's um, retirement accounts. I think they're actually new that they're doing retirement accounts through Robinhood. I have used their investment just individual account platform before mm-hmm. and really liked it because it made way more sense to me than the TD Ameritrade account did. So that's my caveat on as you're looking for a place to put it. 
try to figure out what you're looking for exactly and what's going to make the most sense. Yeah, I like it. Uh, and I, I don't think there's too much else that we need to add to that, Alejandra. I, ho- I hope that's helpful. I would encourage you to go back to the last episode. We talked about mutual funds versus ETFs. Daniel and I were on that episode. And one of the nice things about a mutual fund, and that's what typically we recommend when you're first starting investing is to start with the mutual fund, is you can do a dollar amount. So you don't have to do a share count of what you're buying. You can buy, let's say you have $100 in your paycheck, you can buy $100 into the mutual fund versus having to buy an individual stock or having to buy an ETF or something like that. You might have to have the actual share count. Now, there are some platforms where you can buy partial shares and, and different things like that. But typically, we recommend doing a mutual fund to start, making sure that you do research on what your goals are for allocation-wise, but keep it simple. You do not need to get complex. You do not need to be going out and trying to buy all these actively managed funds or pick individual stocks for everything that you're doing when you're first starting a Roth IRA or a retirement account. Just get started, open that account, start putting money in. You will learn as you go. Watch videos, watch tutorials like Ali said, but getting started is the best first step. That's all you had to say. All right. Thank you so much, friends. The secret to wealth is really very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.